0: Hello everyone. I welcome you all to the very first episode of Voice of Tushar podcast. You all are the first viewers and listeners of this podcast. So I hope you will get tons of value out there. And our very first guest out there for this podcast is Miss Elisa. Miss Elisa is a life coach. She helps clients all around the world to find the passion the purpose and improve themselves in their life. Hey Miss Elisa, how are you?
1: Hi, so, I'm uh, doing good. How are you?
0: I'm good too. So Miss Elisa, if you want to start uh, with your introduction so that our audience can know you yes
1: of course well first of all thank you for having me so excited to have this conversation with you today um and so yeah my name is alisa i am dutch so i live in the netherlands and just a short story about me i am a life and flourishing coach right now Um, but i have not always been there of course so i grew up just i don't know like not a too bad of a childhood but also i had like some problems and i struggled mostly um with myself um like a lot of people pleasing tendencies perfectionism not really sure of like how to deal with my emotions and so while i was growing up everything was kind of going all right but there was like a point in my life where i realized wait like is this it is this like everything is this supposed how I'm supposed to live like a happy life. And I started to realize that all this time I have been living my life based on, on other people's terms and expectations of me. And I found out that the way how I want to live my life is was quite a bit different um, than the expectations that other people had of me. So that's where I decided to really do a lot of inner work and find out what I really wanted to do. So during this time, I was already studying psychology and um, reading a lot of self-help books and everything. And so I was already quite interested in that part. And yeah, I made it my mission to really like after finding the answers in myself and learning about so many tools that could um, improve your well-being and like being really who you. Are and who you want to be that makes it up for like a, your good life and that's uniquely different to everyone and so I finished my bachelor's in psychology and then I decided to dive into a master's degree in positive psychology so that type of psychology is a little bit more focused on um you know well let me say it otherwise normal psychology is focused on what is wrong with people and like fix that to become normal and to function normally again while positive psychology is focused on like the most part of the people without any diagnosis, but make them really flourish. So instead of just surviving through life, really thriving and making the best of it. And yeah, now I've ended up here and I've done a lot of coaching certificates and um, yeah,
0: yeah sorry Was that Shetty certification school yeah so can you tell the audience how your journey was there how did you get in uh, there and like what did you specifically learn in coaching which was different from your bachelor's and your master's
1: yeah yeah so um i did actually um the yes supply coaching training and um, they really dive deep into um, like life and success coaching, as well as a few other tools that help you with coaching. And even like though I learned already a lot of theories and um, like how the human human work and the behavior and brain in like psychology, in this coaching training, it really dives deeper into how you can specifically help people and. Um, I think it's just more, a lot more practical, giving you a lot more hands-on tools that you can use in your daily life instead of just learning theories.
0: Okay, so you use tools to help people uh, find their purpose, find their passion, right?
1: Yeah, well, it is tools, but it's also just a lot of questioning. And I think in coaching, the biggest value of it is just having the time and space. For self-reflection and so i could be as a coach i'm just asking you questions and finding out your blind spots that are harder for you to find out
0: okay so regarding the coaching stuff people do not know much about what exactly is coaching here what is life coaching and what do you guys actually help with so can you uh just Get it into simpler words, like what exactly is life coaching? What a is life coach?
1: coaching? So a life coach can help you with like any goal in your life that you want to work towards. So it's a bit more general than, uh, for example, a health coach that's focusing specifically on your health or, you know, you get a personal trainer in the gym while well, a life coach, It's just a coach for you to help you grow in your life. So it's focused more on your personal development, um, which is a thing that here in the Netherlands as well, it's not really focused on you go to see a doctor if you're really something wrong with you and you're not functioning well. Um, But apart from that, there's not really a place where you learn all these self-development tools. You kind of are just, thrown out there on your own and supposed to figure it out so life coach can really help um, just having like helping you find out who you really are what you want to do and also how to get there so it's self-reflection but also putting in the strategies and um, taking real action for the people
0: okay that's great and because people do not know much about life coaching and you told us about what coaching is and what life coaching is but still uh, like people do have a lot of stereotypes about coaching like uh, they do not want to work on their personal development and if they want to they are stopped by people like to follow passion or in finding purpose to people whose thoughts are taken by the parents or the relatives that what will they say so Uh, If a person is stuck between choosing what they love or choosing the career which has been imposed to them by the society So how should they move in? Like should they go towards what has been imposed by the surroundings or uh, they should go with their passion? Mm -hmm. So,
1: Well, you probably already know my answer to this (laughs) Yeah, I
0: know but I want the audience to know that
1: Yeah So my answer really is to go for your own passion and even though i completely understand that if you have family and friends around you who might not agree with what it is that you truly want to do that that is a very difficult situation it really is and i don't underestimate that but in the end you are the person who is living your life and you deserve to be happy and if you constantly try to please everyone around you, then you just spend your life pleasing others instead of living your own life. And you, what I said, it you deserve it to truly be happy. And you can only do that if you do the things that make you happy.
0: But for a person who is 14, 15, or maybe a person, is mature enough to think about uh, something and make decisions these people are stuck too so what are the first steps you would want to suggest to the audience if you are stuck somewhere in choosing uh, what you love as a career or choosing what has been imposed to you by the surroundings so what should be your first steps Mm -hmm. so the first
1: step I think, is just being really clear on what it is you want. So you mentioned like if you are feeling stuck between what you want and what others want of you. But even if you are not sure yet what it is you want, get really clear on that. And you can do that just by taking time by yourself and asking yourself questions like, what do I love to spend my time on? And um, like, what if, like nothing else mattered what if i could do anything the answer would be yes what would i do so get really clear on what that is and also know why you want to do that and if you have that really clear then you can just start i think communication is really important um so being really open and clear and Um, sharing with the people around you why you want to go for something else and also explain to them that that doesn't mean that you don't love them or you don't respect respect them, because those are different things. And sometimes it can feel like those two belong together, right? Like going a different career path means that I don't respect my parents or my family, for example. But if you can communicate really open and clear and say... Um, that that's completely different then I think that's already a big step and You will start to hear stories of others around you who might be dealing with the same thing
0: Now like setting up the base for the coaching part two uh, like We talked about life coaching. What it is. uh, What is life coaching? What we can do? how it is different from your other sessions which, which are the consultants or therapy sessions and all. But there are a lot of things which we do not know about. Uh, like the Indian audience is unaware of. Okay. So why a person needs a life coach? When there is a mindset out there that you can have uh, like uh, you can uh, go study in college move out of the like graduate from the college get that uh, masters get a job and then your life would be what it what times takes you to why a person needs a life coach and like because in the mindset of the indian community there's something like uh, you do not need these things these things doesn't matter i do not know much about the foreign communities, but in the Indian communities people do not care about all these, not even the therapy sessions through. So what are your uh, views on like, why a person needs a life coach?
1: Yeah, so first of all, um, it's not that in life coaching I'm doing anything magical that you cannot do on your own. Um, but there happens something special when you work together with a coach because it's really super high-quality time that you kind of spend with your own thoughts. You kind of have to see it as you have the time to explore yourself and you have someone to support you there. And what we said before, a life coach can help you with any goal you have set in your life and, and also just find out more about yourself. And why that is important is because you are important. Like it's important to do what you love to do, um, to spend your life stepping into your full potential um, making yourself happy. Because if you're happy, then the people around you are going to be so much happier as well, because you are so filled up with passion and love and happiness that that overflows to other people as well. So in the end, it like makes more sense to do that and maybe in the start you cannot see that very clearly or other people around you but in the end it's so important um, to do what you want to do to do what you want to do so it makes you truly happy.
0: Okay, like you have studied psychology too in your bachelor's and in your master's but therapist and psychiatrist also uh, like learn these things and have these subjects in their bachelors, masters or certifications So how a coach is different from a therapist?
1: Okay, so um, well first of all there's a psychology is like a very big area and there are different kind of um, streams in there and only if you study to become a clinical psychologist that is what most people talk about as being a psychologist, even though like I've, I'm getting my master's in a few months, I cannot call myself a psychologist because I haven't, I'm not a clinical psychologist. But so a clinical psychologist really works with people, um, well, simply said kind of to help you go back to function normally. So if you deal with um, depression or anxiety or any other like mental health disorder, then a clinical psychologist can help you with that. And so a coach is not licensed to work with people who are diagnosed with something. But thankfully, like most people fall into the, um, um, like, do you know those Uh.
0: uh,
1: bell shapes from like statistics where you have like the one percentage that like is diagnosed with something then you have one percentage that is like absolutely fine and then most people fall in between so clinical psychologists really focus on that small side just to help people bring them back and into the functioning normally group of people um, whereas coaches focus on like the rest of the
0: people okay that's great so what are the key mechanisms which the coaches like you follow for your clients so that they can find what they are looking for maybe their purpose maybe there are uh, some people are looking for getting those values from you different life values and the other like learning of different things so what are the key mechanisms you follow and what are the key values people look for
1: so this is completely uniquely to everyone because everyone is in a unique um state and place in their life um but i feel yeah so it, it really depends on where someone is and where someone wants to go but in general i feel like as a life coach i can help you get more clarity on where it is you are now and where it is you want to go and the steps you need to take to get there so that's something that helps a lot just getting more clear on that and also Um, I can help you identify your blind spots and what is holding you back from getting there. Because sometimes we cannot see that ourselves, but by the stories that we tell, someone else might be able to pick that out, especially like if you're trained to (laughs) pick those things out. Um, So I can help you find out and discover like, are there any other things holding you back? And once we've identified them, we can also work on releasing those things. So that you are able to make progress more easily um, and really step into your full potential. And then like any other goal that you want to achieve in life, it doesn't really matter what goal it is. um, But we can just help you get clarity, um, release anything like that might be holding you back from getting there. And then holding you accountable. I think that's a really important part as well. Just holding you accountable and being there to support you. So I'm basically like your biggest cheerleader, always there to support you. Because the thing is, if you are working towards something, you might be discouraged every once in a while, and it might be difficult. And then it's super nice to have someone there who is there um, to guide you through that.
0: Okay, so the mechanisms are different, but the values which people derive some of the values are common like finding out uh, the purpose or learning out different things right
1: yeah and i i think in general it is that people just um, make a positive change in their life so they become more happier they become a better person they enjoy their job more um, or anything else but it is always about like a positive change that they're making in their life
0: Like making uh, self-development, right? The whole coaching process is for the self-development of that person or that client of yours, right?
1: Yeah, that's all what it comes down to basically, yeah. Okay,
0: Okay, okay. So regarding the purpose part, like coming to the purpose part, which everyone is searching for, what is the purpose of their life? What they actually want to achieve like people have money people have those social recognition but in the inner self they are empty because they are finding something that they too do not know about so how can one find their purpose what is the purpose of their life what they want to do
1: I actually read a a quote the other day which I found really beautiful and it said something like the purpose of life is to give your life purpose or something in a way which means that purpose there isn't one right answer for it it's different from everyone it might even be different in certain stages of your life but you're the one who can you're the only one who can find that answer there's no one else who can tell you what your purpose is you can only find it and you find it yourself by getting to know yourself better so it's kind of related to what we just um discussed really taking more time with yourself so for example like go on a date with yourself do something um, that you enjoy doing do things on your own go on an on your own and find out what you like what you don't like um, how you like to spend your days and slowly you're just starting to get to know yourself a lot more and I feel like that just happens when you start spending a lot of time um, by yourself.
0: Okay, So setting up small goals might take you to your purpose what you were looking for. So Am what right? kind
1: of small goals sorry?
0: Like. Uh, setting up regular goals per day and then finding the bigger picture out there like what do we actually want to achieve what do we actually want to do throughout our life like that is Mm -hmm. what is our purpose
1: yeah Uh, exactly so you can set up goals but it's those are like the the bigger picture that you were talking about that's really the reason like why you are setting up those goals And so it's always important to ask you, like, why do I want to do this? um, If you're setting a goal and really go deeper. So don't be okay with the first answer that comes up. Ask yourself again, okay, why do I want that? Why do I want that? Um, And then you will find like a, a feeling into your body of like, what's really feeling you so passionate about. uh, going to achieve those goals. And if you know what that feeling is, then that makes it a lot easier to actually achieve those goals.
0: Okay. Okay. So my next question, uh, to you is regarding the productivity hacks, the life habits, which makes us successful, which uh, will help us what we want in life. That is, Basically, uh, some insights um, uh, might be covered in your coaching sessions too. But what are the productivity hacks used by you?
1: Okay, I love this topic. So I could probably talk an hour about it, but I try yeah. to keep it short. Yeah. Um, so I think there are a few things that play a part in this. So to be productive, you need to know what you're working on. So, set super clear goals for yourself. Um, for instance, if you have as a goal, like, I want to make more money. Don't say, I want to make more money, but say the specific amount of money. Like, when do you want it? Is it before or after taxes, etc., etc. That's just an example with money because it makes more sense because it's so specific. But in general, you want to make your goals really specific. And the same with making your action plan. If you write down um, your action plan and your to-do list for the day, make sure that they are so specific so that when you start your day, you're not looking at your to-do list feeling overwhelmed because you're not sure like where to start or what it means. Um, But you know exactly what you can do and you can start. So that's a good way to release the overwhelm um, and it makes it easier to take the action. So that's the first part, to be productive. Then I think um, it's important to spend time recharging yourself and making sure you feel good, because if you feel tired and burned out or you just feel just really low in energy or some negative emotions around, you're not going to be productive. So it's important to spend some time on yourself um, as well and making sure you're just feeding your best because then when you're sitting down to work you're going to be so much more productive um, and it's different for everyone what you like to do to get recharged um, but we all know when we're feeling good and when we're ready to do the work so instead of working like 10 hours when we're not feeling good we can do the same amount of work when we feel good in two hours for example um So those, and then mindset is a really important part. So um, if you are working towards a goal, you're taking behavioral steps. So you're taking real steps. But um, if you're not really, if your mindset is still in the old place, then you're going to want to go back into your comfort zone. So to get out of your comfort zone, you have to stretch yourself just a little bit. So make yourself a little bit uncomfortable but not too much to get into the panic zone. So that's really a trick. And um, you'll learn that when you start doing it more, where you feel like, okay, this just feels a little bit uncomfortable, but I can do it. And once you do it, you're stretching your comfort zone um, and you'll start growing. Uh, And sometimes it still happens that you'll take a bit of a, a bigger step and you land into that panic zone and you come back into your comfort zone. And that's fine too, like be kind with yourself always um but keep in mind that a little bit of discomfort is normal and soon it will feel like it's your new comfort zone
0: when we talk about uh, like productivity and productivity hacks and all this stuff what comes into mind of literally everyone out there is i want to be productive i want to work but i get distracted very easily and uh, sometimes uh some people feel like uh like i'm not productive and that is the reason i'm not succeeding and they blame themselves for being unproductive so this affects some us in some way into the mental health too and in their emotional health too so what are your advices to the people out there and uh, sharing one insight uh i have Recently watched a video of Jashetti, and where he talked about that sand, time, uh, sand timer where he has a distraction time in his work. Like five minutes of distraction time per hour so that he can be more productive. So how it actually helps because people do this, but they aren't succeeding and they blame themselves for being unproductive. So what are your advices in all of this?
1: Yeah, so first of all, if we talk about distractions, it's important to be in a distraction-free zone when you really want to get a lot of work done. Um, Of course, like our phones um, these days, like get a lot of notifications and you can just switch those notifications off or place your phone somewhere else so it's not distracting you. Don't feel bad about it, that um, you are distracted by it because your phone and all those apps are made to keep you distracted because they get more money the longer time you spend on your phone, just on a on a side note. But yeah, make sure you um, have a distraction free space. Um, you have your specific to do list. And I think it's um, what you mentioned, what Jay Shetty, Shetty is doing is kind of similar as the Pomodoro met- method. I don't know if you ever heard of that, but the idea no, is don't. that you work um, for 25 minutes and then you have a five minute break Then you work again for 25 minutes, you have a five minute break and so on. Um, and the idea is with this that we need multiple breaks during the day. Um, now, I studied neuropsychology um, as well. And without going too deep, your brain um, cannot focus for longer than 45 minutes to an hour so the best thing you can do is take a break um, after every 45 to 60 minutes Um, and the best thing to refresh your brain so you can focus again is to do something active so what I did like a few days ago was just in my five minute breaks or 10 minute breaks however long you want to Uh, take a break just do a few exercises Um, maybe go outside get some fresh air um, go for a run get your heart rate up by doing a few burpees but that really refreshes your mind so you can focus better and then so after you've been taking those five minute breaks for a while then also take a bit of a longer break and then you can continue again doing those cycles but i think the point here is just to take regular breaks because in the end that is making you more productive than non-stop uh, keep on going.
0: Okay. So there's no being ashamed in sometimes being unproductive, right? Don't blame no, us.
1: Not at all. Not, not, oh. not at all. It's so important to not be productive sometimes yeah. because that makes you more productive when you work. So I'm all about just relax when you want to relax because that makes you more productive when you're working so doing everything super intentionally taking a break just to refresh and that makes you so much more productive the rest of the day
0: okay so regarding this productive stuff and all of this but there are times when we have to concentrate a lot and most of the people out there because of this social media stuff and also uh, due to lockdown we all are stuck with this technology out there we do not have uh, a way to get out of this to take breaks from social media and every other stuff and also from the work part but how do breaks really help us to find our passion uh like Sometimes people do is they uh, take vacation for uh, long vacations 10 to 15 days to find something else which they want to do. And that is basically uh, finding out purpose too. So how would you like suggest people to find out their purpose or their passion as well?
1: Yeah, so I I totally get what you mean with that. And. Um, I want to say you don't need to necessarily take a long holiday uh, break for yourself to find out what your purpose and passion is in life. Um, But what it really means is that in these times, and especially as you mentioned, like right now, we're so much more into technology and social media. Every time um, we feel a little bit bored, you can grab your phone and you um get are exposed to a lot of information and what that does is we don't get bored anymore and now that might sound like a good thing like not feeling bored but it's actually important to get bored because in those moments that you feel bored you get to know yourself you start asking yourself what you want to do more because we can grab a phone we can expose yourself to information which sounds like a great thing that we don't have to feel bored but it also um, makes sure that we're not feeling in tune with ourselves we don't know ourselves anymore and so what happens when you go on a long vacation for example is that uh, and you det- detect yourself from technology and social media is then you finally have time with yourself you start to feel a little bit bored maybe here and there but you can start to really um, ask yourself what, what you like to do instead of um, looking at social media um, and what you like getting other people's opinions influencing what you should do. I hope that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Lisa, I want that insight from you because you have worked with a lot of clients and you have learned psychology, practiced that psychology too in your studies. In this, in the Indian media or in the Indian community uh, as a general, the media groups are divided in different parties or in different groups, which uh, some are against the government, some are talking in the favor of government. There are a lot of influencers uh, involved uh, in, if you talk about the government uh, policies part or any other social part and what happens is people cannot most of the people do not form their own opinion but live by the opinion of the people whom they follow and that affects them mentally to that affects their relationships whether it is in uh, like society or in the workspace so what like What are your suggestions? How can people improve in this part that they do not get manipulated? They form their own opinions. What are the things they should follow in this?
1: Okay. So I think there are two important parts here. The first part is to realize um, how your brain works and really simply said, the information you are getting exposed to most and what's being repeated the most around you that's going to be installed in your brain so if someone is constantly saying something to you you start to believe it and you create this belief and you start to um, live your life uh, while following this belief so it's completely normal that if you really follow one person who is stating certain things that you start to believe those things as well because that's going to be installed in your brain. And now there's nothing wrong, of course, with um, following people and being inspired by others. But it's important to realize that there is a difference by being inspired by others and hearing what they have to say and also realizing and acknowledging that that's different from what you are. So it's important when you absorb information that you at the same time realize what do I think about this myself instead of. Um, just getting, absorbing all the information. So always be like really critically aware of what people are saying and then let go of that and see, okay, those are the thoughts that those people have. What do I think about that? Um, So important to know that there's a difference um, in how that works. And second thing here is which we already Discussed before as well is creating a stronger sense of um, Connection with yourself to find out who you really are um, And what your values are and the only way that you can do this is by Disconnecting yourself from the others. Just it doesn't have to be like forever But just for a while to really find out what you think is important without being influenced by others around you and now the people that you feel attracted to more um, can give you a sign of what you value because you are attracted to someone by their values as well. But take that again as an inspiration instead of um, like absorbing all of their information without thinking about it yourself. So it can be a sign of what you value, but also take some time without all of those distractions of other people's values and beliefs and thoughts and really take the time to yourself and to find out what yours are
0: Okay, regarding this thing like this if people are getting influenced by someone but what happens is that uh, because your thoughts doesn't match with the other person whom you are working with or staying with people have their uh, relationships broken or sometimes salty because of the thought process and how can someone overcome it because we need to have compassion we need to empathize a lot uh, with the other persons too but because of the thought process it is not happening out there so how can someone uh, be more come uh, can show more compassion towards the other person
1: mm-hmm. I think it's important to realize that everyone is experiencing the world from their own perspective so everyone has an other idea of how the world looks like and um, everyone is just trying to bet to do the best that they can with the resources they have in the moment mm-hmm. um, so for example you can probably look um, back at your life yourself and see yourself a few years ago and you think like, oh, why did I do that? I know so much better now um, But you just did the best with the resources you had at that moment and now you have grown and you've know more But maybe in ten years you look back at yourself now and you're like, oh, why did I do that? But that's just because you grow over time and that's the same with different people. So everyone just has different information has a different perspective perspective on something and that influences how we experience the world around us and that's also why sometimes um you can have two people experiencing the same exact situation but they both have like a different um experiencing experience of it and that is just because we have a different view of the world And once we understand that everyone has a different view, um, then we can start to respect that as well. Because it's not that someone is right and someone is wrong. It's just that I have a different opinion than you have. And another person might have another opinion. And that's completely fine because we're just all doing um, the best that we can. And so it's always important to realize that someone that gives you advice or shares any thoughts with you is sharing that from their perspective of the world. And it doesn't have to match with the perspective that you have of the world.
0: Okay. That was a very powerful insight regarding building up compassion. And it it is the kind of advice which will help people in all the aspects, like whatever the situation is, you just have one thing to build up that compassion with or empathize with that other person we need to have good values and beliefs but people do not know much about how to build good values and those beliefs which will help them in future because what happens uh like regarding the belief part people form beliefs with their surroundings Uh, they form beliefs, what they consume or uh, what they experience in their surroundings. So, how can one form good values and beliefs?
1: Okay, so, well, good values and beliefs, that's of course very subjective again and different to everyone. So, just important to acknowledge that. And yeah, the thing is, what you mentioned, Especially when you're younger, so between the ages of zero and eight, you're just in this mode, and it's also like you have different brain waves waves in during that period of time where you're just absorbing information around you, but you're not really that critical about what it means. So you're you can, for example, um, get installed a belief that you are not worthy um, or that you're not good enough, while It might just be of like a stupid experience looking back at it now. Uh, But when you're younger, you're just experiencing and you install that belief. Um, But that belief might still be in you when you're older. And so I think it's just important to start observing your self-talk. So notice what thoughts are going on in your mind. What stories are you telling yourself? Um, And once you start doing that, you can dive really deep and find out what beliefs you have. And then you can see if they align with your goals and where you want to go to in the future. And so if they don't align, um, because sometimes they are limiting beliefs, so they're literally like limiting you and making it harder for you to move towards your goals, then it's really time to start working on them. And so a good way is to really identify that belief and see it as a belief it's not the actual truth it's a belief that you've installed in you so for example you can start building evidence against that belief Uh, so finding evidence why it is not true um, and really dive deep into that have fun with that you can make it a game that you can just keep on building evidence until it doesn't make sense anymore for you to hold that belief um and also just knowing that you are in control to change that belief thinking about how is my life going to be when i keep this belief like how is that going to hold me back from opportunities in the future versus what will happen when i have a different more empowering belief that aligns with my goals and where i want to go to in the future and then you can just play that evidence game of like challenging that belief yeah. that you installed and finding out why it's not the truth anymore okay,
0: okay. that like one can get their beliefs changed by comparing it with their goals like if they help if my current beliefs help me in achieving the goal which I have set for my future then it is good and if it is limiting me then I have to change my beliefs to achieve that particular goal, right?
1: Yeah, so you know the quote that you can only uh, achieve what you believe is possible for you and that's kind of exactly what I try to explain with that so if you what if you believe that you're not able to uh, do something then you won't be because that's what you believe but if you start challenging that belief and um, start saying to yourself yes i am capable i'm so able i'm so worthy of doing that then uh, you will actually be able to go there
0: thank you so much everyone for listening to this podcast i hope you got tons of value out there and you will apply some of them which help which will help you in short term and long term as well according to your needs so please don't forget to subscribe like share this podcast wherever you're listening or watching as well if you are watching this on youtube subscribe this youtube channel and press the bell icon if you are listening it on any other different platform maybe audio platform or social media platform please do not forget to follow the page the account and do not forget to drop your two cents of valuable information so that we can provide more insights to you in the future and do not forget to share this to the friends to the relatives to the people who need this the most thank you so much hope you have a great